0: Welcome to the On My Way podcast with your boy Prana, the great one. On this episode of the podcast, I have David Sledge. He is the author of Thank You Grandma, a new children's book that released May 6th of this year. And as well as he's the member of Five Beta Sigma Incorporated and a fitness specialist as well. What's up, Dave? Hey,
1: what's going on, bro? How you doing, man?
0: Doing pretty well, doing pretty well. Just trying to make it out here doing this Rona. Uh man, how you been out there?
1: Hey, I'm surviving, bro You know, things ain't too bad You know, I'm alive I'm blessed So, you know, everything's good on my end
0: Ah, uh, that's what's up, that's what's up But, uh, go ahead and let the people know, like, man A little something about you, man
1: Uh, so my name is, uh, David Sledge Uh, I transferred into UWF around 2015 Uh, that's when I met, uh, Pernell Um, I grew up as a military child So I've been pretty much all over the world Uh, I graduated high school in Japan and then uh, once I finished uh, high school out there, I ended up moving back to the States and uh, played college football for about two and a half years. And then I tore my shoulder and uh, I had to medically retire. And then uh, that's pretty much why I transferred to UWF. It was cheaper. And I wanted to uh, finish out my academics and party. So that was a, <laughs> that was a, a, a good spot to be at. And then uh, I ended up after school after I finished school, ended up working for the military. And that's what I do now. As a fitness specialist uh, for the Army, I work with kids, and uh, that's one of the reasons what inspired me to uh, go on and write Thank You, Grandma, plus uh, inspiration, or my grandmother was that inspiration for that book as well.
0: Oh, man, that's what's up, man. Everybody's grandma, man. I'll say, like, for me, my grandma, uh, Grandma sent she's probably, like, she's everything for me, like, and she just recently moved back to Jacksonville, where uh, I'm originally from, so... My mom's my mom starting to see why I kept going to Orlando every single summer. Like, every summer I would go to my grandma's house just to spend time with her. And, you know, now that my grandma's back in Jacksonville, my mom's like, you know your grandma cook every day? I'm like, hey, look, this <laughs> this ain't a surprise. And I, I told my grandma, I was like, look, I'm going to need you to stop letting my mama come over here and take my blessings. I was like, I know I'm not in Jacksonville, but they need these people don't need to know our secret. <laughs>
1: hey, <laughs> I definitely understand that, bro. Ain't nothing like grandma cooking.
0: Oh man! So you say you you military child traveled over the traveled over the world, man. What's the how many places have you been to?
1: Uh, let me see. So um, I moved from Jacksonville, Florida, to Japan. It uh, was at two thousand nine. So I was there until I graduated, but my parents stayed. So let's see: Japan, South Korea, Okinawa uh let me see i've been to guam uh canada thailand oh and the middle east i've been to, uh i lived in bahrain but i've been to uh the uae which is abu dhabi Dubai, uh raza kaima and uh that's pretty much it right now
0: dang man i'm sure that's had a big influence on your on your way of looking looking at life
1: it has bro it definitely has man you know uh in america a lot of times we forget how blessed we are uh just with the 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 little freedoms or the freedoms that we do have that other countries don't necessarily have and um it's it's, it definitely uh allows you to look at things differently and allows you to understand that you really are
0: blessed uh, for like you know those who you know in america who's listening listening to this like I understand we are given a lot more blessings than most countries, if not 98% or maybe 99% of the countries in the world, we're given a lot more blessings, a lot more freedom, a lot more things that we're able to do on a daily, like as a person of, you know, being a part of the military, uh, sort of speak, like how are you treated over there in, in other countries though? Um, it,
1: it honestly depends. Uh, uh, I know in Japan it was, it was all love. Like I, I, I never been through anything over there, um, you know. I never had to worry about being discriminated against, or you know, the police uh, mistaking me for anybody else like I, I had to deal with in uh, America. And uh, it's just, it's, it's overseas is just. Uh, I don't know how to describe it. it's just freer. Like that's why I, I, I love living overseas. It's uh, a lot of things that you can do. Uh, you meet a lot of good people. I'm not saying you don't meet good people in America, but it's just, it's just different. And especially being uh, a black man like yourself, like you just a lot, it's a lot of things that you don't have to worry about in a lot of these countries. And uh, I know a lot of people freaked out when I told them I lived in the Middle East. But, uh, you know, media portrays it a certain way. But those people are genuine kind and and, uh, you know, they're just like anybody else. And they get a bad rap because of uh, who they are or where they at. And uh, definitely in my experience over there, I learned a lot and I, I thought it was great.
0: So when you was over, after you know being over there in uh, overseas, you, you came back and college football, like how'd that go? You said you did two years of college football. How that how how did that experience go?
1: Man, it was a it was a learning curve, bro. Like you know coming like playing overseas and then coming back to the states to play, it was totally different. And it was like because I grew up, I, I pretty much and I'll be honest, I grew up sheltered. I mean, I you know I I seen some things when I lived in the states, but like to to be able to say you you grew up overseas is a totally different experience than most people, and uh, you know when I came back it was a lot of things that I'd never seen or you know dealt with, and you know like having teammates that had records or you know uh, talking to people that came from like broken environments and broken homes, and this was their way of like making it out of their out of their struggle. Like you know, to, to be honest, if I didn't make it playing college football, there was a, a there was a, a lot more avenues that I had, and then you know I had the GI Bill, so I was back in case like I lost a scholarship or you know a a a, a certain cause came up. You know I was uh backed by that because of my father, but you know a lot of people don't have those options, and it kind of puts a lot of things in perspective for you.
0: Did the military college football did that like? Is that something that actually helped build that the character that you have, as well as the the work ethic that you've uh, you've come to build?
1: Um, I, I believe I believe so, man. Like, uh, but I, I think it's a mixture of a lot of things. Uh, I played sports in uh, Florida and Virginia before I moved to Japan, and uh, you know, you play with all types of kids. That's not um, like that. That don't that don't come from military backgrounds, and I feel like that has. Uh, uh, Helped my uh, background as well Helped me be the person I am You know and, uh, and you know, Like you said I, I also think that uh, Being a military child has uh, Helped me with discipline uh, You know my work ethic and different things like that And it translated on the football field
0: So let's go ahead And get into this book man Thank you grandma like What's what's up with that man like Did you think you'd be writing a children's book If you look back four five years ago I'm Like you know I'm writing a children's book like Like, where did that come from?
1: Man, it's funny you said that. One of my friends actually uh, sent me a text saying, dang, I would have never thought this five years ago. And, you know, it was funny to me, but uh, I don't know, man. Like, my my grandmother passed away two years ago, and uh, this whole, like, I always wanted something. Well, one, I always wanted something with my name on it, and then two, uh, when she passed, you know, I never was really able to, like, express those feelings to anybody like how I truly felt about her passing. And uh, it hit me pretty hard. And, uh, you know, I kind of like shut down. Uh, I was in the Middle East and I kind of like went away from pretty much everybody and everything while I was over there. And, uh, you know, something just popped in my head and was like, just write it down. And basically I it went from there, man. And then I was like, you know, this is a positive message, something that I, I want to put out into the world, something that uh, everybody could relate to no matter your race or you know your background and uh thank like you grandma came out
0: what was her influence on you in general growing up
1: uh she was just she was a great person bro like very religious uh just like most uh grandmothers uh, from the south uh just had a a, a strong uh, you know a strong will a strong character and uh you know she always taught me to dream and that's something that uh, is one of my biggest messages when I talk and mentor to uh, high school students is to not allow other people to to kill your dreams. No matter, you know, if you don't no matter how big it is or if you don't know how to get there, you don't know where to begin. You know, always strive for what you want to. And uh, that's that's one of the things she taught me. She always was in my corner. And uh, I just that's that's something that influenced me to, to keep dreaming and and and. To keep moving forward.
0: Were you, were you always a writer growing up? To when uh, because you know a lot of kids, a lot of people, a lot of black people in general, black men. You know, we we choose either we do poetry or we do uh, most of them do rap. Like, what made you do the you know do the book instead of writing? I mean, instead of rapping.
1: Um. Well, to be honest with you, uh, to uh, let my teachers tell her and my college professors, I always been good in writing. I just. I'm lazy when it comes to school. <laughs> so, <laughs> and that's just to be honest, man. You know, when I was playing football, I didn't go to school for academics. I went for football. That was one of the main reasons why I got into school. But, you know, uh, English, I never, I, I didn't really like English growing up. Uh, you know, you, you're talking about William Shakespeare and, you know, what he believes in. And, you know, he's dead like nobody knows. <laughs> and, and so it, it never was interesting to me until I got to UWF and i was able to uh i can't remember the lady's name but she allowed me to write about my experiences of being a black male and uh the injustices in america and uh that was something that like s- sparked for me uh being able to write about like something that i care about and um you know i like i said i've always been a writer growing up just never liked it and never really tried but uh lately I just, I've been writing, man, and I, I, I want to keep going and keep making books.
0: How many books are you, uh, are you you know, you, you think you may get to?
1: Uh, until I get rich, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, until I get rich, man. But no, uh, honestly, I just want to keep writing. Uh, I want to end up being like the Black Dr. Seuss or something like that. So, you know, um, as many books as I can get, uh, get out there and spread a positive message to uh, young people. So
0: your grandma's very, you know, a big inspiration for you. Who else is a huge inspiration for you?
1: Oh, my family. Uh, So, like, my mom, my dad, my brother, and my sister. So, you know, growing up, we moved around so much. So I wasn't able to uh, have an experience, like, you know, always be around cousins and, you know, certain family members. And uh, when we went to overseas and different places, like, it was always them. And uh, that has allowed us to uh, continue to be tight to this day. Uh, they live in San Diego and I live in Barstow. So it's only three hours away and I pretty much come home almost every weekend when I'm not working. And, uh, that's just to see them and decompress and, and, you know, just have a good time, man. And, uh, I think, uh, family's very, very important and, uh, something sometimes we take for granted.
0: I'm uh, I'm going to go take a step back. You said something about the, you know, your teacher uh, you know, allowing you to talk about your your experiences that allowed you to kind of like open your mind up and, you know, it was kind of like that, that that key that opens the door to the gateway of what your either, your talent, your passion uh, that you have. Do you think like students nowadays, students are more, they're disconnected because of the content that they are told to learn and told to, you know, to actually read over compared to them actually doing something that they actually like to do or learn about something they actually like to learn about you know like do you think teachers should do what your teacher did your professor did which is hey tell me about your stuff and we will work on what you can do and we can progress in that fashion
1: shoot man honestly i definitely agree bro um i think that's something that teachers need to do more and that's honestly why i was disconnected in school Like, uh, I was a good student, got good grades, did the AP, the honors courses and stuff, but that's because I had to. It was never something that I was interested in. And uh, there was a few teachers before my professor uh, at UWF that allowed me to uh, basically talk about my experiences and uh, allow me to open up. And I I feel like, you know, especially like as a black male, a lot of times we're not able to to uh, talk about our feelings. I mean, heck, as a, a Black person in general, because the same thing with Black women, we're not a lot of, a lot of times, you know, we're seeming strong and we're not able to talk about our experiences and uh, the things that we go through and our feelings. And for somebody to sit down and be like, look, tell me about you. Tell me about your experiences. Tell me about what you're interested in, what you like, you know? And I, I really feel like that's something very important when it comes to working with minority kids that a lot of times we don't get. And instead of, you know, people taking the time to understand that, they they they, they go out and label us sometime. Oh, he's lazy, you know, he's just not interested, they don't care, you know, all stuff like that. But I, I don't really think it's that. I just think realistically nobody cares about Christopher Columbus and and, and, and what William Shakespeare was talking about a hundred years ago. Like that's not that that's not What's it, going on now? Yeah,
0: it doesn't pertain to what you're seeing every day. You know, William Shakespeare is not going to tell you, oh, yeah, I'm going a, I'm to a feed you or this is the way to feed you when you get yeah. home, you know, because <laughs> a lot of kids, you know, in the, let's say, in the public school system or sometimes even in the private school system, they're having a hard time, like, at home. And, you know, you would rather read books that's going to teach you how to, you know, get through that or push through that instead of reading books about somebody who, again, dead or a fictional a fictional character that has nothing yep. <laughs> to do with your everyday your everyday life or everyday struggles. Um, what uh? So, what are you trying to like when it comes to the book? What are you What are you hoping to to, to portray to the kids who are uh, reading the book?
1: Uh, honestly, man, my, my message is simple. Uh, basically, life is short and uh before my grandmother passed like you know you never think like somebody's gonna pass away that's always been around your whole life and uh she was only 69 so i mean to me that's young but um you know i just want to put out there you know in our community you know we love our mothers you know we love our our grandmothers you know and all that kind of stuff but a lot of times i feel like we kind of take it for granted like they're gonna be here forever and uh, i really want to uh tell kids like you know live in the moment and enjoy that because you you never know you really never know when they're gonna go and um this whole book is about appreciating grandmothers and uh whether they 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 contribute to your life small things or big things or whatever but just uh you know showing them love and showing them appreciation while they're still here
0: i feel you on that man i've been i've been very blessed to to have as many grandmas i have you know i have a I have my dad's mom, my my my, my dad's stepmom, who is that's grandma's sent and she been around before any of the grandkids were even born. So, you know, that just that's just grandma, you know. And then I was able to get my you know my mom's my mom's mom. She's she's around, and you know she's a whole different flavor of a, of a grandma. Uh, but you know, every single one of them, every time I take a time out to like sit there and listen to them, they always teach me something a little extra, you know. The men yep. who were in their lives, you know, one being my grandfather, uh, he passed away when I was in, uh, starting the 11th grade, and uh, oh, yeah, man, I, it, it was, at first, you know, at first it was tough, right, but the the entire journey, you know, I believe that God, you know, allowed me to to live those summers, because I'm telling you, every single summer since I was born, like, every single summer I would go to Orlando, and nobody else in my family would understand, like, why he keep going, he, like, I understand, like, his grandparents, but he 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 about be thirteen years old. Why he's still going to the grandparents, you know, every single summer. But it's the knowledge that you get from listening to your elders, right? I find yes. I find more enjoyment in sitting down and listening to them talk about what they did in the past because, you know, if you don't learn from the past, history repeats itself, you know. And true. and for me it's just like, you know, my grandfather always told me he's like, you know, as he was getting older, his whole journey was about trying to make sure his family was straight, right? And the path that he took wasn't the most conventional path. So one thing I've learned was, hey, let's not try to have a kid too early. You know, that's the first thing. That's the first thing I learned because that's a statistic that a lot of black men go through where they have a kid before they're ready. And when they have a kid, they're more of not ch- they can't you know they're not chasing their dreams anymore. They're chasing a dollar to feed for the kid. You know, so it's kind of like there's a time and place for everything. And if you ain't ready for that time, don't don't put it in your you know don't put it in your area. And it just yep those little those little nuances of learning from them uh as well as learning that hey try to run a, try to own your own business because you know family's everything, and when you run your own business, you can hire whoever you want and you can hire a family and that's that's my thing it's like everything I'm doing now from this podcast to the to uh this this other thing I'm going for is like hey. Make sure that you set something up so when your when your your kids or your nieces, nephews or cousins need a job or they friends need a job or something like that, like you the person that you can just go ahead and put a hey, write their name in and be like, yo, he'll be starting on Monday. And then you know, the people be like, well, why he starting? Like he don't even have the qualifications. I don't care, you teach him. Like he he next. That's true. You feel me? And I I think true. I think for the black community, like books that you you know the books that you're that you're writing and this children's book is something that's going to inspire the the next generation to be like let me dream big because you know dreaming sometimes is the only outlet you got especially if you know if you're in a tough spot and dreaming is the only thing that can give you that bright spot to make you allow you to wake up in the morning be like i got another day that i can go chase after my dream i can go chase after my dream i can go chase after my dream
1: i agree i definitely agree my brother
0: so when you know are we doing any book tours or book signings or what? What we doing here, man?
1: <laughs> so uh, I'm trying, man. Uh, it's hard right now, especially uh, being in California. We're still on uh, kind of a lockdown, I guess you would say. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of different things, like schools, uh, bookstores, and stuff, are aren't still open. So I've been doing everything online, uh, trying to get the book out there, uh, working with different promoters, uh, doing different podcasts and different interviews. And um, it's been it's been an interesting process because if anybody knows me, like I'm not uh, tech savvy at all. Uh. Like I, I struggle getting on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> so so it's definitely been interesting and uh, you know doing this Facebook live and Instagram live for different interviews. It's uh it, it's 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 taking me out of my comfort zone. So hopefully uh, once everything picks back up. I'll be able to do tours, go to different schools and uh, basically get it out there as much as I can. Uh, That's my my biggest goal. I'm going to push it for the rest of the year and uh, probably the first half of next year as well until uh, I get my second book out. So that's uh, hopefully I can uh, continue to do that and uh, go on tour.
0: Are there any uh, hard copies that, you know, we can get any hard copies or is it all all digital?
1: Uh, So I do have... uh, hard copies that i have with me in california but uh for the most part and uh, i'm working on a system to because uh, a lot of people want me to sign the books and send it to them so i'm working on a system now with that uh trying to get that out but uh right now i mean uh, most people have been uh, buying the book online
0: okay 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 so so let the people know where where can they go buy that book from where can they go buy thank you grandma
1: so the address is pretty long but uh it's basically uh, www.store.bookbaby.com uh, And then, uh, forward, da, or forward slash uh, book And then another forward slash Uh, thank you Dash you Dash grandma
0: Okay, okay, okay So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna put that inside of our Uh, when we drop this podcast I'm gonna put that inside the link And, uh, let everybody know where, it needs to, where they need to head to You know, what who they need to talk to Where they need to go Um, uh, as well as man, what can they find you at?
1: Uh, you can find me on um, Instagram. Uh, I actually made an Instagram for this whole uh, for the whole book, and then my motivational speaking stuff that I'm gonna start soon uh, with the youth. But um, you can find me at uh, D. Sledge uh, Junior on Instagram, and then uh, it's basically the same thing on Facebook, David Sledge Junior. Um, and those are the two, uh, basically the two platforms that I use for my book. Uh, Twitter is a different uh story, but uh for my for my book, those are the two platforms that I use
0: okay, okay, okay so before we you know get towards the, the end of the podcast, we do have a a common denominator that we always do on the podcast right and so <laughs> so we we ask these it's, it's these three three little words right um, what do you do it for? Do you do it for passion, purpose, or profit? Right, and with those three little words, it's kind of like you know you get the direction of what the, you know who we're interviewing and what they're thinking about like long term. So why like why do you do it? Do you do it for the passion? Do you do it for the purpose? Or do you do it for the profit?
1: Um, honestly, man, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say purpose. Uh, like I like I said a few times uh, through the podcast, um, I've been through a few things in my life, just like everybody else things that allowed me to uh basically um find myself uh like in 2016 i was uh, held up by the police because i looked like somebody else wow uh, in tallahassee uh that was a a, a a scary experience had guns on me so that uh that whole experience man i thought i was gonna die and uh that was one thing that um kind of like changed my whole perspective on life like i i and then moving to the middle east and honestly just being by myself and finding myself i I really feel like i found my purpose and uh i believe my calling and my purpose is to uh put positivity in the world uh spread a message through uh different books um there's not too many books out there uh, especially doing my research that are for us just for us written by us uh you if you if you look there's a lot of books that's written for us but they're written by people that don't look like us and uh I, i wanted to uh stop that trend and basically, uh, have kids uh, be able to pick up a book and 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 see different di- different struggles or see different things. And um, I definitely feel like that's my purpose in this life to, like I said, to spread positivity and to spread a, a message for people that maybe uh, that honestly may not feel like they have a voice.
0: Wow. Gotcha, man. That's that and that's the that's the, the, the goal of everything, man, is to make sure you pre- spread that positivity and get it out there as well as having this book to to help spread that message and in the books that you're gonna write, you know, from here on out, man. And you know, what I'm looking at is I'm like, okay, next time I talk to this guy is bestseller, you know, best selling author. <laughs> you know, that's the that's the intro it's gonna be like we got a best seller author on here. Uh but I, I, I do wanna, you know, before It usually ends right here, but you said something that is, you know, hitting a little nerve of, of the, uh, the American public as, as I would say, I want to say the entire American public, I'm going to say, you know, our, our, our complexion, our, you know, our race, our, you know, uh, you said you were stopped by the police, you know, Tallahassee, like, did they, was it like, was it a direct match to who, you know, did you look exactly like the person or were they just like, like, how did that go down?
1: So it's crazy, man, to be honest with you. Um, I was like, so that whole experience, I'm getting off the bus, I'm, uh, going to visit my ex-girlfriend. I didn't have a car at the time. So, you know, I'm excited about seeing her. And then all of a sudden I walk to the end of the, uh, the bus stop area, the wait on her and like. A whole bunch of cop cars, like, pull up uh, SUVs, all that. And they pull up, and they got guns pointed at me. And um, they asked me, you know, what's your name? And I tell them my name, David Slash Jr. And then they say, what's your real name? And I'm, I'm confused. I'm puzzled because I'm like, what do you mean, bro? So, like, I allow him. Like, they got the guns on me. The dude walks up to me. I allow them to put their hands in my pocket. And I did this on purpose. I had my military ID out so i allowed him to to pull that out of my pocket and the whole thing changed and uh so this wasn't the first time i went through an experience like this but every time the common denominator with the experience with uh, experience like this and what saved me is being a a military child because honestly you know most police officers are ex-military and um you know everybody's mindset changes when when you have that in your background and um and the crazy part was I sat there and I was listening to them and uh, they were laughing and that's what kind of really pissed me off about that whole situation. And uh, another guy had asked them, who, who are y'all looking for? And they was like, you know, honestly, uh, he kind you kind of fit the mode. And to be honest, I'm 5'11 and I was 260 at the time and the guy they were talking about was 5'6 uh, 180 at the time. and He had a white what? t-shirt on. I had a I had a Jaguars black windbreaker, so I didn't even fit the description, man. You know, I had short hair. The other guy had uh, dreads, so I, I didn't I didn't even fit the description. And uh, it was one of those experiences where I realized, like, it doesn't matter. It it doesn't matter what kind of black you are or what you look like. At the end of the day, we all are targets, you know, whether you're a black woman, you're a black man. And. Uh, to them and, you know, whatever the case is, is sometimes is a game. And uh, that that whole experience really changed my life, man. And I, I definitely, with all these shootings and killings of uh, young black men and young black women, definitely uh, does something to me. Uh, and I try to use that, you know, that, that, that negative energy or that, I don't want to say hate, but that, um, uh, I, yeah, I definitely don't want to say hate, but I try to use that into a, a positive light and uh just tell young kids like you know we we do have targets on our backs and you know sometimes these are experiences that we may go through and uh that's something that I I always think about and I I was blessed to get out of that that situation
0: man I'm I'm, I'm um I'm I'm sad that you you had to go through that in the first place um those experiences I yeah, I'm I'm to be honest I I've, I've never you know been through those experiences it's just that being you know from hearing stories to hearing you know seeing it on, on on video um you know it you may not know the person sometimes that you know that's on the video but you know you you as a black person as a black man you know you feel it you know you you feel the the pain you just like dog like what what did we do you know like what did we do to y'all to 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 make you you're scared of us I, like what did we do you know and so for me it, it's you know it, it for me it just it gets back to the point where and i have a cousin who lives in uh he he lives in africa and he's always telling me okay. he's, he lives in africa and he always telling me uh he's from a he's from jacksonville but grew up in atlanta and then he's like my dad's cousin but he always tells me he's like look i need you to come to to africa and i told him i was like i don't you know i'm like i don't know man because he you again like what we see on tv And the perception is so different from what it is over there, you know, in in, in different countries. And so it's just like, you know, it's kind of like what you've been trained to think for so long. And then you have somebody come along and tell you, it's not that. It's not that. It's not that. You're just like, dog, is everything I've been listening to a lie? You know, trying to figure out what to believe, what not to believe. But he was telling me to come over there because he's like, look, we, you know, we might be. In in America, it might be seen one way, but in Africa, man, you can be seen as a king if you do if you know if you come over here and, and you trying to if you trying to grind and trying to work and trying to you know enhance the enhance the beauty of what Africa is like. They don't hate you, like you know, and it's just those things like that. And it just makes me think, like man, my end goal is to always one day, you know, be able to move over to Africa and be like, I'm gonna stay here. I hey man, I, I definitely
1: feel that, bro. I definitely feel like I haven't had the chance to go to Africa. That's on my bucket list. But uh, from everybody that uh, I talked to and then uh, being overseas, uh, especially Japan and the Middle East, there there's a, a huge population of Africans. And, um, you know, they always uh, shared uh, their experiences in their own country. And uh, it's definitely something that I would love to go and see for myself because, you know, realistically, like you said, uh, how the media portrays things in America You know a lot of these countries are war-torn or you know they don't treat women right and different things like that but to be honest with you when i was in the middle east man like like they treat women they treat women great over there and uh you know a lot of times and they really don't do this in the uh they really don't do this in the states unless you're in the south but you know you'll you'll go to a store and they'll allow women to get in front of them or you know they'll uh put down a, a jacket when a woman's walking and different things like that and uh you know, but that's not something that they portray uh, in America. You know, they they portray people that's you know pissed off, uh, trying to uh, you know uh, uh, a war torn, uh, trying to kill people and different things like that. But it's definitely beyond that, man. And it's uh, I, I definitely would say for anybody that's uh, that's black to uh, if you can get your passport and travel. Like it's it's definitely you don't have to live in these countries, but it's definitely a good experience to go somewhere. And to not have to look over your back You know, when you're jogging Or to worry about, you know, somebody Discriminating against you And different things like that Not saying these places are perfect by any means But uh, it's definitely a different experience
0: Man, I'm definitely for sure going to get that passport real soon And go ahead and take my Take my talents and my abilities And go around and see the world And see what see what the world has for me um, But, um that concludes the On My Way podcast, though. Uh, for one, thank you so much, David, for, for stepping on to the podcast, man, giving us your story as well as uh, promoting your book, man. Thank you, Grandma, uh, a, a tribute to his grandma as well as a way for the children who are listening to it to be inspired to, you know, to dream big and to go after it, you feel me? Um, but uh, other than that, man, give him one more time. Let them know where they can, you know, at you at, where they can find you on IG, uh, LinkedIn. Where can they find your, your your book? Where like, go ahead and give them everything.
1: Okay, so one I want to say thank you so much for allowing me to have this opportunity to uh, one catch up with you and also uh, to speak about everything that's going on in my life. But uh, for the audience, I mean pretty much everything uh, on all my social medias. You can find me at David Sledge Jr. Uh, Instagram. You can find me at D. Sledge Jr. Uh, Facebook is David Sledge Jr. Uh, LinkedIn is David Slayers Jr. Uh, like I said, pretty much everything <laughs> is uh, my name plus Jr. And then uh, you can also can find the book, and I'll provide a link to you so you can uh, put out to the people as well. But um, uh, you can find the book at www.store.bookbaby.com uh, forward slash book forward slash thank you dash you dash grandma.
0: All right, all right, all right. And uh, and that's it, man. That concludes the On My Way podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. And, yeah, we are out.
1: Thank you, man. Y'all take it easy.